the Pac-12 Conference wants to go skydiving. Problem is, they don't have a plane. You are Locked On Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Baylor. I am Drake Toll from Sports Illustrated and Fan Nation. Thank you for making Locked On Baylor your first listen every single day. For everydayers, welcome back. For those of you who followed us throughout expansion, um, that has been a hot topic the last couple of weeks. And on today's show, is the Pac-12 staying as it is with its new grant of rights? Can the Big 12 expand with Colorado? And Jalen Bridges, is he coming back to Baylor University next season? There's some news on that. But first, the Pac-12. Guys, I love it. I love I love that there's this like little semblance of of hope for the conference. I don't I'm not preying upon the downfall of the league, right? I don't have any secret sources. George Kleikov is not calling me like, "Hey Drake, I got some news today." But I but I'm not an idiot. I don't think at least. I have a degree from a private university, a research one university by the way. So I think I can kind of deduce some stuff, put some stuff together. And here's what I find interesting. The Pac-12 has not signed, but they have talked about and reportedly verbally agreed on a grant of rights where the 10 schools remaining in the Pac-12 have come together and basically said, hey, when USC and UCLA leave for the Big Ten, we're not going to the Big 12. We're, we're not going to the ACC or the Big Ten or the SEC. We're staying put. The Pac-12 is going to survive. Can everybody, well, let's look around the room, do a little show of hands here on who's who's cool with that. Everybody good? And Colorado kind of halfway puts its hand up, and then Arizona and Utah are like, okay, I guess. And Arizona State's just hoping for something. What is What has happened here? People are going nuts with this. I'm going to get in these tweets from Tony Altimore. Altimore, however you say his name. I probably, I, I whatever. There's some wild tweets out here. People are like, oh, the Pac-12 is safe. No way Colorado is going to the Big 12. No way Baylor and Colorado will be a regular season game in a couple of years. Here's what the Pac-12 has done. They've all sat around in a circle together, the 10 of them, crisscross applesauce. And one guy said, hey, 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 guys. Uh, I think it would be really fun to go skydiving, right? And then all of them are like, yeah, 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 we, we should go skydiving. None of them have ever been skydiving before, by the way. They're all mortally terrified of what it would take to skydive. But they've kind of verbally agreed that, yeah, let's do it. Let's go skydiving. The problem is, number one, they don't really have a plane. The plane being their conference TV deal that doesn't exist and was supposed to exist Last July, it's June 9th today. So they don't have the plane or the one thing where they can look. The thing is, there are not contracts printed up for these guys to go skydiving in the road. They're all super nervous. That's why they're saying, like, yeah, we should go skydiving. Really easy to say when the waiver is not in front of you. When you know there's not a plane for you to skydive, jump out of. All right, yeah, I'll go skydiving. I'll do whatever. Hey, would you eat fried chicken gizzards? Yeah, I'll eat anything. And then when the plate of fried chicken gizzards is in front of you, like, oh, you know, I got irritable bowel syndrome, um, which is interesting. Where I'm staying here in Alaska, you can see the two, the bunk beds behind me. Very odd setup. I'm in Anchorage, if you didn't know. 
And where I'm staying is a culinary school for children. So they bust these children in from like remote villages all around the area. Uh, they're bilingual. It's super intriguing, really cool kids to meet. And they bring them here and they cook all day long. And I walked out day one and I didn't know they were cooking for us, the residents too, as they learned to cook. And one of the kids said, hey, do you want to eat lunch on us today? And I was like, oh yeah, what'd you make? And it was actually fried chicken gizzards, which they were, you know, kind of playing a joke on me like, oh, you're going to love it here. Fried chicken gizzards. What they didn't know is that I'm from Arkansas. And my father that was like a delicacy. We got that once a year. So I'm good with fried chicken gizzards. I'll jump out of a plane. I'm fine. Put the waiver in front of me. I'm good. Pack 12, however, when the chicken gizzards are in front of them, when the paperwork signed the waiver to jump out of the plane in front of them. Then what's going to happen? They've all agreed that they want to stay together. They have a, a quasi grant of rights built up, but nobody signed anything. And they basically said, we're not going to sign anything. We're not going to do this. Like, sure, it's good in theory, but we're not going to make anything happen until there's a plane in front of us, until we have a TV deal, something to go off of. This is as preliminary as it can get. The people that are out there like, ha, 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 Pac-12 is saved. Colorado's not going to the Pac-12. Utah's not. Arizona's not. All those people are basing this off of basically people giving their word which doesn't go very far, by the way. You can't really get legal people involved. Nobody can hire a lawyer, but yeah, this guy kind of raised their hand when we said they were going to skydive. So by rule, you got to make them skydive. Not how this works. It's not how it's going to work for the Pac-12. This means so little to me, but it means a lot to guys like Tony Altimore, who I, I don't know him, by the way. I don't know where he came from. He's the guy on Twitter that if you go and look at his Twitter profile picture, it's the one that's like 30 years old. And then you see pictures of interviews of him. And you're like, oh, Tony Altimore. Interesting. Uh, he was a Kappa Sig, by the way, or Sigma Chi. I'm sorry. Still in his bio, which I graduated college. I'm not here to pick fights. I'm not here to be mean. Just making an observation. I graduated college three weeks ago. One of the first things I did, despite loving them, was took my fraternity out of my bio. He is not good for him. Also a sailor and a traveler. Tony was pretty adamant once this announcement that the Pac-12 said they're going to go skydiving was made. He tweets in all, not all caps, but in bold on June 7th. Yes. No Pac-12 school is moving to the Big 12. And they all caps never were. And it's time for the 12 Anon Trolls. Hold up here. QAnon, I don't even do politics, really, I'll be honest with you. But I do know, I, th I think they're like a domestic terrorist group. I think that's what QAnon is. Tony Altimore has made a name 12Anon, as if you can compare Big 12 people to a domestic terrorist group. The fake Big 12 sources, he puts in quotations, all the clickbait YouTubers. Tony, call me. Call me. You just hit me up. If you're watching this, call me. If I'm a clickbait YouTuber, if that's who you're calling out here, let's have a conversation on this show. Nasty BYU fan liars. It's the only school he calls out by name, which is pretty funny to me. Right. BYU, the, the Mormons, the, the Church of the Latter-day Saints, the nicest fan base, the ones who like, just won't lie, right? They're the they're the nasty liars. Big 12, I'm like halfway through the tweet. And Big 12 itself should apologize for misleading the world in a sad QAnon style. Again, I think QAnon is a, 
a domestic terrorist group. And then he says, we all, this is in bold and italicized, all deserve better. Every one of us. Brad Pitt, he deserves better. He deserves better than people saying that the Big 12 is going to expand. Like, you at home, wherever you are, in your car, your kids. Think about your, your, your three-year-old son. Look him in the face and know that he deserves better than what he's been given by the nasty BYU fan liars. Tony tweets that. And by the way, this guy, that got 222,000 views on Twitter, that tweet did. He's got 3,888 followers. I don't know who he is. I don't know what the sources are, but he's tweeted and built a, a quasi-following throughout all this expansion stuff. I'm not really sure where it came from, but here it is. And then there's a meme here, and it says, look at me, I'm the captain now with the Big 12, right? And then the next one says, nope, no, you're not. And the Pac-12 is the aircraft carrier. In what world is the Pac-12 an aircraft carrier? Oh, dude, like have some awareness here. This means nothing. If you're Washington State, if you're Oregon State, you are praying the Pac-12 stays together because you have nowhere else to go. Tony responds to one of these tweets with, Thanks, bud. I try to tell folks the truth the whole time to provide context and data for why things are the way they are. All of us, but especially Pac-12 fans like yourself, those are better than all the lies being sold by so many trolls and clickbaiters. My brother in Christ, it's just business. The Pac-12 has gone a year without a TV deal. There's no TV deal in sight. To prove to us they might have a TV deal, they brought up the CW. I'm the asshat. That's me. For seeing that the Pac-12 is obviously crumbling, your two biggest brands left, you haven't signed any new teams, you can't get a TV deal. Colorado has already mentioned this week that they want to go to the Big 12, and that's the next segment. And I'm the idiot? I love it. I love your all caps. I love your italicized. Whoever you are, I love all of it. I do. And I invite you on this show right here to go back and forth and explain to me your sources, why you're right. I would love that more than anything. But based off what I've seen from this Twitter thread, laughable, like funny. It brought me enjoyment to see this stuff. You know what else brings me enjoyment? Oh, dude. FanDuel. Right now you get great value on the Miami Heat to win the series. Do I think they will? I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm in Alaska. These games play at like 4 p.m. here. I'm not watching that. It's the NBA. I don't watch a lot of it. But you know what gets me engaged? FanDuel, because I can go put my, when I invest, I guess that's, you know, sports betters. You know, when I invest in, in these games, it makes me want to watch them. So new customers right now can get a no sweat first bet of $2,500, $2,500 in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win great promotions every day. I love going there. I like that. I think the heat to win the series last I checked was like plus 750. Plus a thousand, somewhere in between that, those two, depending on the book you go to. Go to FanDuel right now and put on the heat to win the series. What do they do? It's just what they've been doing all postseason. Tyler Hero's back. They got promotions, save and secure app, download the FanDuel app, get paid instantly. No better place to bet. All the playoff action in America's number one sports book. FanDuel.com forward slash locked on to get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. FanDuel.com forward slash locked on. FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, so what does all this jazz mean for the Big 12 in Colorado? 
interestingly enough, Mile High Sports, which seems to be a pretty good outlet. Most of the stuff that I can find on the internet say that they're solid. Zach Seegers, a reporter over there, released a headline uh, yesterday now, two days ago now when you're listening to this. It says, Colorado Buffaloes reportedly leaving Pac-12 to rejoin Big 12. Now, a lot of that's coming from Greg Swaim. And for every Tony Altimore that there is on one side of the spectrum, there are the Greg Swaims on the other side of the spectrum. These guys are the two opposites. Because Greg Swaim just tweets stuff. And I bet he's got sources. I bet Altimore's got sources. How valuable are those, both of their sources? Most of what the two have predicted has not really happened yet. So I don't know. But Greg Swaim has basically said that nothing has become official with the Pac-12 because the TV deal is not finalized. But multiple sources are telling him that the Colorado Buffs will move to the Big 12, as well as Arizona, with no news on Arizona State and Utah. But your mark must take two and save spots for ACC teams, he says. Now, if you'll remember, you may have seen this swirling around the Twitter sphere. There were conversations about a board of regions meeting that Colorado had that on the, on the, the what itinerary, that's a good word. It said discussions like secret, just didn't say secret, but it basically read out as secret discussion about undisclosed athletic things. Translated to a move to the big 12 because the PAC 12 sinking dude. I would be shocked. I would truly be shocked at this point. Like, this is so, this again, this is so good for Baylor. Think about where you were 10 years ago, uh, now almost 15, in, in expansion then, when it was like, oh, what's going to happen? Is Baylor going to have to move down? Nebraska, A&M, they're leaving. What is Baylor going to do? And today you're in the thick of a conference that is now going to poach other teams, Colorado included. Deion Sanders is not going to stick around and play this little game over there. Trying to hope the Pac-12 can sign a TV deal. That guy wants that guy wants exposure at Colorado. And he might not be at Colorado in three years, but will still be a catalyst to bring them to the Big 12. Will be a catalyst to bring them to a different league. And it's not going to be the Big Ten. It's not going to be the ACC. Obviously, they're they might fall apart too. It's it's going to be the Big 12. That's where Colorado's coming. So if you're Baylor, now you're in a healthy conference. And it's only going to get more healthy with the addition of teams like Colorado that are almost sure to come at this point. Because everybody's basing the strength of the Pac-12 off of the... And it's one thing I didn't really mention when in the whole, like, they're still sitting crisscross apples off. They've also all agreed to, like, share equal profits from the TV deal. It's like, all right, in this grant of rights, we will all have equal profit sharing. Yay. What TV rights deal? Nobody wants the Pac-12. And it's it's mostly because, let's, let's have this discussion. Why do you think that is, huh? I mean, I, I get it. I, I, I think that watching a Cal and Arizona, I, a Cal and Washington State football game, I would rather pry the dry paint off the walls here in the culinary school. I don't want to watch it. But I can also understand how some fans in this country, namely probably on the West Coast, do not want to watch Texas Tech 
go play Cincinnati. I do. But I get it. There's some people who just don't want to watch that. I think that product is still exponentially better than Cal and Washington State. And that's your problem. There are bottom feeders in the Pac-12 that aren't showing any upward trajectory. And even when they are good, nobody cares. Texas Tech, when they're good, all of West Texas, which is the entire state of Texas, roots for them. I get the people that don't want to watch Baylor play TCU. Last season, drew a massive crowd. Drew a massive crowd. Because there are playoff caliber teams in the Big 12. Nash, teams that are going to the national championship. I'll give you credit there, Horn Frogs. And, and the, the Pac-12, even with USC and UCLA, did not have that. And now you're losing those two brands. So now what? Yay! Equal sharing on something that doesn't even exist. Can the Big 12 expand with Colorado? That's what the show says today. It's what the segment says over here today. Yes, it will happen. I'm not a clickbaiter. I'm not a liar. I don't have any faulty sources. I just have common sense. It's not that the world doesn't work in a way that, like, oh, we don't have money. But if we did, we'd share it. And that just works. And that just, like, everybody's, okay, we'll sign. I'll be happy. Fine. No, man. I guarantee you, Colorado, it's the same. Guess what? Texas did not want to share money with TCU. Neither did Oklahoma. They were tired of the whole grant of rights. We're going to share this money and make less money now because we're carrying. So what did they do? They left. USC, UCLA, same thing. Colorado is not going to keep feeding Oregon State. They're not. Colorado has been fed themselves the last couple of years, but now they feel like with Deion Sanders, they're in a position to make a whole lot of money. So they're going to use that to go somewhere else especially without a substantial TV deal here. So what do you want? Expansion. When are you going to get it? Soon. And I'm not a clickbaiter. I'm not a, I'm not a shock jock. I'm not a nasty BYU fan. It is just how the world of business works. If one thing is not making money, your employees are going to leave. Your people are going to leave. If, they, if everybody does want to go skydiving and you can't provide a plane, they're going to leave. Jalen Bridges, JB. I had a good good talk with him at DIA. I talked with Jake Youngkin for a while at DIA. And I turn around, and there's JB. It's cool. JB's a good dude. Uh, I know sources that are close to him, sources that are close to his camp. If you uh, saw it, tweeted at him a couple days ago and said, hey, at Jalen Bridges, are you up? And he responded, yeah, bro, what's good? Huh. Which is funny. I didn't really know what to say after that. I was like, oh, okay. Didn't think you'd respond. Um, I think that response in itself, I, I'm not gonna, I'm going to give you actual sourcing, but I think that response in itself is probably a good sign of the kids coming back to Baylor, right? You wouldn't respond knowing you're going to go pro in Australia or wherever. Like, yeah, what's up? What's good? He's not the kind of guy that's going to just like bait Baylor fans like that and then pull it. Um, Baylor is, uh, Baylor's where Jalen Bridges is going to be next year. I'm going to call that shot right now. I said it was 50-50. I was leaning with him wanting to go pro. A lot of people in his camp were saying in the last couple of months, in the last month or so especially, that's that's where his trajectory is. Whether that's in the NBA or somewhere else, he really wants to go pro. Got to the end of that process and has now kind of found the best move for him is to come back for Baylor, have a huge year, be a first-team All-Big 12 player, and then go get drafted. Dude's a great dude. He's going to be a huge leader on the team next season, 
And I think, especially based on you see a couple guys where they're in the portal. This is like the North Dakota State guys in the portal. And he's a forward. It's like, oh, the Baylor thing's not really working out. It's happened with a couple guys now. Why? I think at this point, I'm going to go back. I, I said a couple weeks ago that Jalen Bridges would not come back. And that's what I was hearing out of his camp. And things have turned. Not a bad thing necessarily at all. But things have turned to the point where Jalen Bridges is going to come back to Baylor now. I, I got a 95% based on things that, again, people in his camp are saying and planning for him coming up this fall that he is going to be back on campus at Baylor, back in the saddle for Baylor University. What does that mean? Instant starter. Instant starter. You take him. You take Ray J. Dennis. You take Jonathan Chamo Chachua. Langston Love, Jacoby Walter. That's a good shot to be your starting five right there. Um, and all kinds of guys. Jaden Nunn that you can mix in and out. Caleb Lohner, Eves Missy, Dantuan Grimes. Like that, that list just goes on. You've got a, with Jalen Bridges coming back, top 15 team in the country. He, he is the, he's going to be the wise old grandpa a little bit. He's going to be that guy. Nobody loves being that guy, I understand. But what he's going to bring to Baylor basketball next season is what, to me, will push them past the first weekend. It's a team that has underachieved the last two years. With, again, two, I've said this before, if you're an everydayer, you know, two similar formulas. That is, good transfer two, solid transfer two to come in to start, and a one-and-done guy. And that has bounced you out the first weekend of the last two seasons. Now, this next year, it's going to be whoa, uh, a good portion of Portal, two big gets out of the Portal. You're going to have three rock star freshmen. Jalen Bridges is coming back. Langston Love's coming back. Jonathan Chamochacho is back. It's going to be a team that's going to take 10 or 15 games to figure it out. It's going to take a while to figure it out. You don't get to go to Canada and play basketball over the course of the summer. You've got to figure this out in the early season. And they open their year against, what, Auburn in the Octagon in South Dakota, the Pentagon, whatever it's called. So you're going to get an early test there. And then what can what can you do? And it's going to take guys like Jalen Bridges, Jonathan Chamochachua, to stand up and, and make it work for the team. And it's just not going to be overnight. It's not going to be overnight. But I think with the return of Jalen Bridges – and the starting five that Scott Drew can put together with at least now two or three guys who have been in the program for a couple of years, that is going to make another recipe for Baylor to be really good. And I don't see, I know the freshmen aren't here yet. The transfers aren't here yet. So I haven't gotten a good gauge on them, but if the guys are coming back. They're not me guys. They are team. We guys, Jalen Bridges could go pro in some capacity, go make money to play basketball somewhere else overseas. Instead, he's saying, okay, I want to put that behind, be a we guy, be a team guy, love Baylor enough to return and play basketball there for, for the 2023-24 season. And I, I think that's going to happen. I'm going to put my eggs in that basket. Call my shot. Remember, I called my shot and said Blake Shapin would be the starting quarterback. Ta-da. Said that Langston Love, he wouldn't play in the postseason because of his eye. Ta-da. Played like a minute. I had to take him out because of his eye. I'm telling you, Jalen Bridges is coming back. Sign it right here. Be happy to be wrong if I am. I wouldn't. I would be terrified to be wrong. I really need him back. But I think he's coming back. Uh, thank you so much for making Locked On Baylor your first listen every single day. If you're Tony Altimore and you made it to this part of the show, 
Tony, I, 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 I love you as a person, man. I do. And I want you to come on here and I want to talk. Because I just, this, if I'm a clickbaiter YouTuber, I mean, just common sense, it seems. So, again, thanks for making Locked On Baylor your first listen every single day. Come back tomorrow. Ah, Monday. Monday. Today's Friday. Come back on Monday. We'll talk about Baylor. (laughs) Can you believe that? Um, I got a couple big guests in the the queue for the next couple weeks. You're not going to want to miss it. This has been and always will be Locked On Baylor.